Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds Warren. Here's a long three. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornrows podcast. Uh, this is your host, Mark Schindler. Um, tonight was, uh, was a game. The Pacers just got... Uh, I would say blown out until the last couple minutes, uh, which, you know, whatever, doesn't really count. They were down 20 most of the second half to the uh, Foxless, Halliburtonless, Barnesless Sacramento Kings. Um, and somehow we're not really even going to talk that much about basketball tonight. Tom Lewis, how are you doing? Uh, doing well. Yeah. I, I uh, mentioned earlier, I can't remember a game where I, I, I feel like I was watching the sidelines more than I was watching the actual game. But, uh, yeah, that's where we are right now. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that we have to just hit on right away is that, uh, I mean, how many times other than the Malice at the Palace have you seen uh, a coach and player have to get separated from each other? Um, <laughs> that's just – that was that – it was embarrassing. Uh, frankly, uh, you know, and I speaking as someone who's, you know, just we're, we're just covering the game like that was embarrassing to watch and know that the team was doing that. And then after that, I mean, I don't know if you picked up on this, too. It's it's not necessarily a normal thing. Normally, the coaches and players are intermingled. The coaches and players were standing separately uh, for most of the rest of the game when they huddled. Um, that was just weird. Uh, obviously, go with Taze hits a three runs down court, uh, gives up a pretty easy look at the rim. Uh, we don't know everything that happened on court, but I have, regardless, I just don't think that there is any place for, uh, you know, a coach and player to start going at it like each other, uh, like that. Um, I don't know from your vantage point, I mean, how watching that play out, I mean, what did, what did you think right away when that happened? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, we all have our snapping points, <laughs> obviously, Coach Foster snapped and, and lost it, but obviously um, it hasn't been a good couple of days for sure for the team and certainly not the coaching staff. And I'm kind of reminded of those, um, you know, you see uh, a good heist movie or, <laughs> you know, and, and the cops are, are trying to trap down the bad guys and they're always waiting for them to snap and make a mistake. <laughs> and it's like, that, that's kind of what I felt like there. It was like he, he Foster was just, he was done. It was like, okay, I, I'm done. I'm just going to go out in the blaze of glory here almost, you know. Um, obviously, I, I'm i not saying he was going to get fired or not. Who knows? I mean, a whole lot of them could get get fired before the sun uh, rises in the morning. But, um, but yeah, it, it, that was just a horrible look. And, you know, I mean, Tony East caught, caught – everything and you know it's it's going viral and so uh, again you know i i wrote a big piece to go in the morning which is already probably out of date a little bit but it's like uh you know perception is reality in the nba for uh, in a lot of ways and um that just adds to the perception that uh the Pacers are just a, a shit show right now all the way around <laughs> and that's uh 
that's pretty much how it played out tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, too, just adding to the thing with Greg Foster, like Miles Turner came up and had to hold him back. Jeremy Lamb was clearly not happy with what he was saying. Um, it just was an ugly exchange. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, there, there was a uh, – I mean, Domas kind of went up and said something to uh, Goga, and, and then you can see him turn away. And, and, I mean, his facial expression, his reaction was just like, this is ridiculous. You know, so – yeah, I, I, you know, regardless of whether it was warranted or not, um, the way it played out and, and you know, how he just kept coming back, you know, a couple of times, um, it was just not received well, I don't think, uh, regardless of what we think, whether it was warranted or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I, um, I'm not somebody who's ever responded well to yelling. That just makes me shut down and get pissed off, to be completely frank. That never worked for me when I was an athlete. I can see that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, <laughs> that easy to tell. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could tell. Like, even maybe – like, there are guys who responded that well. That is not Gogo Bataze, clearly. So, that, that's – yeah, that's my, my last ring. Yeah. Um, clear, yeah, just not not his not his vibe uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're right. I Man, where, where do you even go next here? Uh the team looked good to start. Um, the offense looked like it was clicking. The defense still gave up everything uh, through a half. Marvin Bagley looked like Wilt Chamberlain. Um, part of that was just they weren't doubling him at all. Uh, and when they did, they weren't very good doubles. Um, I mean, part of it's difficult. He's too quick for, for Domas to cover him. They tried that, switching up with that. O'Shea just wasn't big enough to cover him one-on-one. It uh, wasn't didn't have the length to do it. Um, so that was rough in that regard. But, I mean, tactically, there's not really a lot to talk about here. They just obliterated – the Pacers got absolutely shit-canned in, in the paint yet again. I think they let up 48 points in the paint in the first half, if I have it correct. Uh, 40, it was 48 or 46. It was somewhere right in there. Um, not good. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, when, you, when you're Googling uh, Marvin Bagley career high in the second quarter, it's, it's not good. <laughs> did he end up breaking it tonight? You know, I don't think he did. I, I, up. I, I know his career high is 32 points. Track and lost interest at some point. In the point well, yeah, but, I, I, um, I got to the point. I just stopped taking. Oh, he missed it by one point. Okay. Uh, That's yeah, cathartic. Was, I couldn't remember if they, if they left the man long enough to, or if he went back in or not, but obviously he, he didn't make it. So, yeah. all right. Well, all right. So I guess the, the next thing I would say, uh, it was awfully telling uh, that, that, I mean, given, you know, I, I talked about a lot of stuff on a live pod yesterday, but let's, I, I, I want to get your opinion on everything too and talk through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found it before we even dive in, I found it awfully uh, indicative that the team did not respond at, at all tonight, really, um, given everything that went down last night. Um, I, I don't know what, what was up with Domas tonight. Uh, I mean, I thought maybe he, he tweaked something in his back or there was just something up with him because uh, he just did not run back in transition hardly at all tonight. I mean, there was a stretch uh, in the second quarter where I don't think he crossed into the the Pacers defensive zone once for about three or four minutes. Um, I'm really not sure what was up with that. He was not aggressive for the most part offensively, which is kind of a shell of himself. Um I mean, did you have a read on that? Because that was, I mean, that was weird to me. 
because if I mean if he was injured, I, I didn't I don't think he would have been playing. Uh, no, I, don't, I mean he he didn't seem injured. He did, but I agree. He, yeah, he was out there, but not um, playing with the same force as usual. I know in the in the second half, I noticed that um, just from you know the way I'm I'm kind of viewing it like a all twenty two NFL film where I'm sitting. And um, uh, there was a, you know, just, just a random possession where he um, was uh, running up the court and kind of with his hands out waiting for, um, assuming a shaper set was going to give him the ball and he didn't, and he didn't, and he kept, you know, his body language kept you know, bouncing his hands, like, come on, come on, come on. And then he just kind of, you know, skipped off a little bit and ended up going and getting a rebound. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, not a good look. And um, I, I don't know. It, it It's, uh, you know, obviously become disappointing. And, and, you know, if these guys were just going to completely cash in, I wish they would have done it a month ago. And then, you know, it could have been, some value in the long run here with the, with the, with the team. Um, but, but now they're just, you know, stuck in this quagmire of, of a mess. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So let's, let's just turn it over to, to some of the reporting that's gone on after I, uh, did you read Jay Michael's piece today? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in conjunction with, uh, with Adrian Wojnarowski's, uh, drop from last night uh i mean what are your thoughts because i i mean i got to talk to you a little bit last night just individually but you know just, just sharing your thoughts with with the pod in general because that was a that was a lot uh definitely like i mean i think my reaction i don't know if you got to listen to my pod this morning i my I, my immediate reaction was like yep. okay like i'm a. I guess i'm not super surprised i didn't know that the locker room issues were that in depth um but I mean, some of this kind of clicks with stuff we've been seeing all year. But regardless, the timing is just uh, what is definitely dastardly about it, because um, it kind of yeah, just absolutely. leaves the. I mean, with eight games left, like what what is what is going to change in eight games that's going to you know alter the course of him being fired? You know, like that's 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 very much so how it felt to me. Yeah, and um, and I know Shams Trani also had. Um, Report in, in his uh, article today. He and Sam Amick had a uh, thing on coaches on the hot seat. They had a yeah had a chunk it. about Bjork Red, and they they actually mentioned by name um, Bribe and, and Sabonis yeah um, as being you know malcontents or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so it, you know where the stuff is coming from is one thing as well. <laughs> I mean it's like you know likely a player maybe the front office who knows i mean but um it it is that you know the timing's brutal it, it, i mean i just don't see a way um at the way it's going for for bjorkman to survive this um unless he completely you know alters his staff or or makes major changes i mean i've said all year and um Part of what I wrote was, you know, he 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 doesn't have experience on that staff, and let you know, a lot of 
experience, let alone someone with head coaching experience, which you you know would really me as a first time head coach, and from the you know recording Mojab, um, and and uh, Shams about him um, being tough on on the staff. I mean, maybe he didn't want that. I don't know, but if he didn't, I mean, he's got what he he wanted now, and that's a mess because um, he hasn't handled it well. So. Um, being being the the head guy with with all to say, and he you know he doesn't have a Bjork on his staff uh, to do all the, all the stuff that he did for Nick Nurse, I guess. So um, it is uh, a mess, and I can't even you know thinking about all the coaching profiles that they went through in the brief off season. Um, Are you back? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like. Who's left? Um, and I, you know, it's like right now I can't even think of, of guys who who would want to step in. But but the worst part is who's going to want to step into this right now? Yeah. And you know, they, I, I, and my thing is, you know, there's several players all the way. Not, no one player is um, untouchable at this point. And I mean, Kevin Pritchard's not untouchable, and in the front office, I mean, someone's got to be held accountable at some point. And I, and I know, you know, as Along with the, with all those guys, and and we're wondering who's, you know, maybe leaking stuff. I mean, there, there's also the Herb Simon impact, and and you know when they were dropping games in the fourth quarters, and um, earlier when they weren't completely decimated by injuries, you know he was concerned. He was in town. He was spending more time than usual, and that's just applying, you know, that applied pressure. And, you know, it seems like everyone, whether they're in the front office, on the bench, or on the court, is cracked under that pressure. Um, so, you know, as much as it seems like let's get rid of everybody, obviously you can't do that. Um, there's got to be some stability within the franchise. Otherwise, again, like I say, we don't want to come run, run the thing. Uh, but, man. It is. Uh, it's going to go past being an interesting offseason to being a um, quite a soap opera. Yeah, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I I think you bring up such a great point. I was talking to a friend of the pod, uh, Rhett Bauer, about this tonight. Um, you know, during the game, I was like, you know, he hit he hit me up, and he's like, you know, at this point, is is KP on on the hot seat a little bit headed into the offseason? You, you brought it up, and I think absolutely. Um, and I, I like KP a lot, but this is, I mean, they really took a gamble swinging on Nate Bjorker and, and just the way that things have worked out has made it even, even tougher. And I think given everything that has come up, come out about issues with the locker room, like this isn't just a coaching change that's going to fix things. Um, like I know th- it was pointed out that, um, maybe, you know, a winning streak or something, uh, would 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 change things but at the same time like this is two coaching staffs in a row now where where the locker room has has gotten to be a problem you know it, it's not and it, we already just from an on-court standpoint um, there were already issues with with fit and and the way that the roster was looking and now it's just like there can't not be a move this this offseason like there have to be significant moves this offseason like it's already been pointed out if there if there isn't a head coaching change move 
then there's going to be like a wholesale change to the, to the assistant coaching staff. If uh, you know, if it's not one significant trade for the Pacers, it's more than one Uh, because I mean, I'm at the point like just analyzing everything. If they were to try and run it back next year, that would be an organizational failure. Um, You know, like the idea, even like just if, if they could redo the trade deadline, even I think that, that you would make a move in some regards. Um, just given how everything has gone. And like you mentioned, too. And you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I have for a long time was like, God, they don't have TJ Warren. I mean, it's just not fair to analyze what's going on fully um, and pass judgment. But like, you know, the last month or so, TJ Warren, he wasn't going to impact anything. I mean, they they're scoring plenty. I mean, you know, and it's not like he was going to be the difference defensively completely, uh, more so than like O'Shaver said. It's just like, there is just not a concerted um, effort from the guys that are out there to defend. No one has to be a scorer or a, a elite, you know, NBA um, bucket getter to go out there and play your ass off of defense. Um, and they got guys who can score and, and play at an elite level, but they can't get together and put the effort on the defensive end. And that is just, you know, just exposes the the failure to, to bring the team together um, and, you know, give that effort. And that that's where, you know, I, I got off the, you know, well, they don't have TJ Warren, but, you know, Maybe they can run it back. Everything will be better. Um, at this point, it's just there's too much. Too much has gone on with this group, um, and something is messed up with the chemistry. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I would. I mean, <laughs> I, I I genuinely wonder. You know, how is how is T.J. Warren feeling about everything? Right. Like that's uh, that's got to be so weird. Just sitting on the bench and and rehabbing and not being in practice and seeing all this stuff going on and seeing tonight i mean like that's uh, he's probably got an entirely different perspective on things and guys in the locker room you know like it's just got to be i man um i know and, and you know the thing i heard uh i heard bobby marks on the local radio today um uh, making a point about you know uh, you see it around the league you know there's Teams are player driven and, and you got the star team, you know, and he's like, you know, it's one thing if, you know, Kevin Durant says he wants Steve Nash out, Steve Nash is going to be out. But he's like, you know, there's really no one on the Pacers that, that should have that kind of a voice, not to mention they don't have any leverage. All of them are under contract, you know, contracts right now. Um, they really don't have any leverage. They shouldn't have any leverage to be able to disrupt things that much. So, um, and, that, and so, you know, and that's where it comes into KP's purview of, you know, he's doing the hiring and then he's got to manage all, um, you know, the coaches and the players. And, and um, it, I don't know that the, the uh, environment that they have now, is, it just seems rule uh, it's amazing how how all these things that seem to be going on you get a couple tweets from Loge 
And that was like, yep, it all it all surfaces and and uh, and everything just goes haywire in a hurry. Oh my gosh, but what a crazy uh, twenty four hours. Yeah, um, I completely concur. Like, I just don't even know. Uh, and this is not me trying to be like, what was me so hard to cover NBA team? You know, like it, it, it you know, I'm not even. It, we're it's not full time, but it's like whatever. You know, we're trying to have fun with it like there are seven games left and i'm just like what what it, what are we gonna get out of these seven games that is gonna mean anything for next year um or even for this year frankly because i'm like i mean i guess the rosy view could be oh well it could all be hunky dory and they're able to just get everything together go on a run in the play in and, and you know make it to a first round playoff series uh no, that, that pretty much went down the shitter tonight, as far as I'm concerned. I think they're yeah. – ideally, their goal right now is just get through the next seven games as healthy as possible without any more on-court embarrassments. Um, and maybe you do something in the playing game, but uh, I, I don't even know at this point because that, that just – like, I, I it, it just feels like there's – I'm not trying to say that it's a, a, a done deal, but it, it feels, especially after how everything went tonight, it just feels very, very difficult to see how Nate Bjorker is the coach moving forward. Yeah, it's it's uh, a disaster. I mean, you know, front office folks are down there sitting. Um, Worth noting, too, the, the postgame, po- I've, I've had it ready and open on my phone in case – Anything happens, there's still no post game media yet, and it's been. Okay, I was I was wondering about I that. I think 25 minutes since the game ended, uh, so that's pretty unusual. Um, there but, could be a battle royale going on in the locker room. <laughs> Jesus, who knows? <laughs> um, Gladiator Two is being filmed at Bankers Life Field. Oh my god! Unbelievable. Um, yeah, all options are open on that front. It's great, and, and I mean, think about this. Tomorrow, I mean, Nate McMillan is going to be up, up and at him early in the morning. Let's go. When can we get to the field house? I mean, oh, my gosh. He's bringing the Hawks in. It's, it's just an unbelievable situation the way this is playing out this week. Maybe yeah. he was a leak. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> that would be a – that would be a if, – wow. If he had any, any of the – that type of uh, vindictive bone in his body, which I don't believe he does, honestly. Um, I can see that, but uh, no, it, he, he definitely will, will in, probably enjoy getting off that bus tomorrow, though, at the field house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I'm... <laughs> I don't even know what else to add, Tom. Like, what are what else are we even supposed to say here? I, I don't know what to think. Um, like yeah, I mean honestly, like you say, I mean they they haven't had the post game. I mean, there's there's probably more to come here um, in the hours ahead before the sun rises, and uh, and you know we we can speculate all we want, but it you know it could be it'll become old news in a hurry, um, depending upon what goes on after uh, at the remainder of the night. It's crazy as that is. Yeah, um, <coughs> I uh, th- this could be this could this could be interesting. So uh, to everyone listening, uh, 
potentially stay tuned. I don't know. There might be a back yeah, end to this. If anything happens tonight, <laughs> I'll come on and 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 and, and add something. But uh, Tom, uh, until tomorrow, I'm sure this will be a very eventful uh, 24 hours. Enjoy uh, the the moments uh, waiting up until you you can decide whether or not you have to reface your article that's dropping tomorrow morning. So hopefully, let me show you drop it now. You know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's uh, we'll we'll see. Oh, I don't yeah. know. All right, Tom. Well, uh, I'll talk to All you right. tomorrow. To everyone listening, thank That's you for good, listening. Mark.